The Old Testament reading today is from Genesis, the 15th chapter. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold, you have given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. Your very own son shall be your heir. And he brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars, if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle lesson comes from Hebrews, the 11th chapter. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the people of old received their commendation. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts. And through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. By faith, Enoch was taken up so that he should not see death, and he was not found because God had taken him. Now, before he was taken, he was commended as having pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. By faith, Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born descendants as many as the stars of heaven, and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. These all died in faith, not having received the things promised, but having seen them and greeted them from afar, and having acknowledged that they were strangers and exiles on the earth. For people who speak thus make it clear that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of that land from which they had gone out, they would have had opportunity to return. But as it is, they desire a better country that is a heavenly one, Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. This is the word of the Lord. We stand for the Alleluian verse. Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 12th chapter. Glory to you, o Lord. 
Jesus said to his disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens, they neither sow nor reap, they neither storehouse nor barn, yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? And if you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass, which is alive in the field today, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For all the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So as you and I have heard today of this great promise given to Abraham, how he was promised an inheritance, and some people might be scratching their head going, well, what is that inheritance exactly? Well, maybe some of us have received a notice you know, in the U.S. mail that claims that we have unclaimed money somewhere. Sometimes we're directed, you know, to a certain state website or some, some other place for governmental refunds. Maybe we were overcharged on a tax or for some other strange circumstance. You know, one time I got a letter such as that, and I went to all the appropriate work to get to it, only to find out it was for $2.17. Now, usually those, you know, kind of promises are dead ends and disappointing. I mean, we don't get our hopes up for this, right? I mean, hard work, prayer, and the blessing of the Heavenly Father will beat the Powerball number any day. Now, Abraham's hopes were in a bad way, though. His future seemed really gloomy. The Father in heaven had him wandering, wandering here, wandering there, promising him that he would be a great nation. Yet he and his wife Sarah had no children. A servant in their house was listed as his heir. I imagine Abram had heard about it from Sarah. You know, you can probably hear it too. You know, honey, we're getting old. You know, didn't we have it better before? 
Remember those good old days? Maybe, you know, it's hard for us to believe these great promises. They're almost too good to be true. In fact, Sarah, who was so frustrated by their lack of a future, she eventually gave Abram her maid to try to make things right. And that was even though Abram and Sarai had the clear word of the Father that good things were planned for them, ahead of them. The stars in the sky gave testimony, but yet they were worried. They were uncertain. Does that sound familiar to you and I today? Not knowing where we're going, not knowing what each day's gonna bring, maybe being worried and uncertain, not aware really of how we're gonna get to where we need to be. Certainly seems familiar to me. An uncertain future, suffering coming suddenly into your life, all of a sudden having to make these difficult decisions. And many times you and I being tempted to deviate from God's clear plan and future. You see, we have a difficult time and a struggle to reconcile the happenings of our day with the future that is promised from God. We can certainly relate to Abram, his uncertainty, but yet certain position. Nevertheless, Abram still believes, and it's credited to him as God's righteousness. Abraham and Sarah didn't do it right. They certainly didn't do it all right. They didn't have it all figured out. But God still loved them. He richly blessed them and gave them a far more beautiful future and hope that they could ever expect. In fact, the writer of Hebrews lifts them up as examples to us. And in fact, you and I, we are numbered by faith with Abram and Sarai as God's sons and daughters. So in the midst of our uncertainty and our unclear future, God has clarity. God has a purpose and a plan that you can count on even though you can't see it. See, that is what faith is, isn't it? Walking even though you can't see. Abram's hope was in the plan and promise for him to have a nation, an heir, a son who would carry on the lineage. And here he was, 75 years old, And Sarai passed the years of childbearing. And yet they would wait still more years before God would answer his promise. But God's promise does indeed come true. Sarai in her old age does what? Becomes pregnant. Surprise, surprise. And Abram has an heir in his son Isaac. You see, God's will and purpose will not be thwarted. 
His plan always is the right one. And he is certain to give us the future and hope that he has promised to us. You see, Abram and Sarai's impossibility was made possible by God. And it points even beyond that immediate fulfillment of a son to Abram to their greater descendant, Jesus. You see, God's son, Jesus Christ, makes us heirs of the Father's house just as Jesus himself is an heir. Now that is a big picture, folks. How do we understand that? Being an heir in the Father's house. Well, first off, we need to understand that we have a certain and bright future placed in the heavenly family that God has a purpose and place for us, that he is planning to have us at that heavenly banquet table one day. He's got the place settings in place. He's got everything ready for us to feast and to enjoy his presence continually. But here in this life, we can still feel a bit estranged from all of that. We can seem lonely and alone. Well, it certainly was lonely for Abram and Sarah, too. It seemed that their family name was cut off. Their family tree had no branches. And so a heavenly object lesson is given. God tells him, go outside, look up into the night sky. Look to the stars and remember that the one who made each of those stars loves you. The promise, you see, is more than you could even take in with your eyes. Now, I know many of you might have gone out last night and tried to look up in the sky. Didn't see much except for the raindrops coming down. But at other times, we see that full expanse of the lights of the stars in the heavens. And when we see the expanse of God's creation, and we understand better that his love is even more vast than that, then we see that we are not alone that God is not separated from us, but that he is here close and that he treasures each and every one of us. You see, Abram is hoping and just given one, and he's given billions. And that is what you and I need to understand better too, that we are not alone, that we are part of God's family, the church that we are connected to one another, maybe not by our lineage, but through our Lord, who has given his blood for us. That we are in the line of all the patriarchs, including Abraham, all the kings and queens of Israel, all the beautiful Christians of all time, we are in connection with them. There are those lights in the sky as you were. 
You see, we have been given an enduring eternal heritage. You know, we look and see what God has done and continues to do for us. And so you and I today, we remember the incredible love of God. The God that loves us so much that he gave his own son, one who was greater than Isaac, to be the sacrifice for our sin. Now, you could trace our lineage back as one of the Gospels does. Our lineage goes back from Jesus through Isaac to Abraham. So in some ways, we are all sons of Father Abraham. But we're even a greater family than that because we are a family of faith that is sealed in Jesus' blood that we have a heavenly Father who bestows on us every good gift from above. And those gifts are received by faith. Now, in our text, we have that Abram believed the Lord and God counted it to him as righteousness. Well, some of you might remember your old King James versions that Abram believed the Lord and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Actually, you go to the Greek word, it's a form of logos, which we know is the word. Logizomai is the actual Greek word here, which is to take an account, to determine, to purpose, to decide. And one could use this example. I reckon that my bank book has $25 in it. And guess what? It has $25 in it. Because otherwise, I'd be deceiving myself. This word refers to facts, not suppositions. So when Abram believed the Lord, it was a fact that God counted that as righteousness for him. And for you and I, God counts our faith also as righteousness in Christ because he's the one who paid the price for us and when God looks upon his son he sees love that's why Jesus is the beloved so may you and I today know the heritage from which we come the inheritance which is ours in Christ and that while things may seem impossible in this world, all we need to do is at night go up and look at the stars in the sky and see how wondrous is our God who gives us this day our daily bread, who forgives us our trespasses, and who promises that forever we will be in the house of the Lord. May you and I remember his promises. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. <laughs>